Welcome to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly, where we will cover the past, take a look at the present, forecast the future of high school sports in Adams and Wells Counties. So sit back and relax and join yours truly, Bob Adams, along with Rex Brewer for Year 18 at Pitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. Note the opinions expressed by Bob and Rex are theirs alone and do not reflect the opinions of WZBD, its staff, or its sponsors. the services provided at Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza? We fill propane grill tanks, test pool water, custom mix paint, cut keys, ship UPS packages, cut glass and plexiglass. We rent tents, tables, and chairs. We rent trenchers, a skid loader, tractor, stump grinder, sod cutter, and so many more items. Hardware, plumbing, electrical, or paint. Let Decatur Hardware and Rental make your project much easier to complete. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza. Family owned in the same location since 1972. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Do you remember last winter? Why would I want to? Cold, snow, unpredictable utility bills. Exactly, unpredictable utility bills and shortages. What are you getting at? I'm talking about the real world advantages of a quality Hitzer coal burning stove. Where can I learn more? Online at Hitzer.com or stop by the showroom, 269 East Main Street in Bern. Be energy independent with a new handcrafted Hitzer stove. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, member Adams Health Network. Welcome back to Hitchin' Shows High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams. And I'm Rex Brewer. And uh, Rex, you were kind of busy this past week. Yeah, I spent about uh, probably 15 hours on radio on Friday and Saturday. So Every time I turn on radio on Friday evening or Saturday, you were there. Yeah, we did a solid five and a half on Friday night. And then Saturday we were off and on a couple different times. But we went from basically 9 in the morning till 10.30 at night. You know, you're a better man than I am. I mean, when Bobby Woodchuck from Evansville Matter Day wrestles Herman Hangnail from <laughs> Jennings County, I, I just, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't show I, much interest in I know them all, Bobby. The wrestling in Indiana has come to the, the level that we have two number one ranked kids in the nation in their weight class that uh, were number one, number one recruits in the nation. Both of them were national champions coming out of Indiana. So the level of wrestling has really... Uh, risen in the nation it's pretty neat too you can sit there and pull all that stuff up on on your computer as you're mm -hmm. 
watching it. Go to Track Wrestling and you can follow along. You can watch the matches, see point by point, see the brackets, see who's scoring team points. I mean, it's it's really technology that makes it easy. Um, one of the guys that takes keeps score for Adam Central was in Lima, Peru on business, and he was following a wrestling tournament on track. I mean, all you got to do is have the internet, and he was following a tournament, and he was in Peru. Peru the country, not Peru, not Indiana. Peru, Indiana. Peru Indiana. the country. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say I've, I've been to Peru, Indiana. I don't yeah, you've never been yeah. to Peru, South America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of wrestlers, or a couple of wrestlers, a couple of swimmers that we're talking about wrestling. It's about the too. opposite of wrestling, yes, Bob, yes. is swimming. Uh, we got a couple of swimmers going down the state, and they're here with us tonight. Yeah, the only the only time you'll see wrestlers in the swimming areas when they're cutting weight. Yeah, when they got a rubber suit on. Rubber suit on, jumping yeah, rope. I've been I there. spent a lot of time in there. I'd say, Mr. Young, can I jump some rope in the corner? He said, don't run on the deck. It's slippery. So I'd stand in the corner and jump rope <laughs> hours and hours on end. I found out one night when you you run around the Yorktown pool for an hour and a half before the match, you're awfully tired. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're lighter, but you're tired. Yeah. So we've got uh, Mr. Colbert from South Adams and uh, I'm I'm sorry my mind tonight's like a steel trap it everything gets through it McCarty yes McCarty yeah, from Davis Mockey as well Yeah and Davis Mockey and, and Drew Norby their uh, yeah, coach Drew Nor- Norby their coach and I I told Drew that uh, I didn't realize I've I've dealt with his wife for a long time now and didn't realize that they they were husband and wife It happens Yeah yeah well, most of the time it's just, be- yeah, uh, most of the time it's just that I'm so dense that, you know, it just doesn't. You're you know. just tunnel vision, Bob. That's yeah, all. that's it. That is that is it. Well, let's take a look at the week that was, and then we'll get to our guests. Uh, last Friday night, uh, boys basketball, Adam Central beat South Adams 37-29. Bluffton beat Belmont 48-46. Norwell over Jay County 55-50. Blackford beat Southern Wells 61-60. Saturday night, well, you had the wrestling state finals. We'll let Rex talk about that here in a minute. Saturday night, uh, boys basketball, Miss Sinwall over Bluffton, 62-46. Norwell over Woodland, 67-62. Monroe Central beat South Adams, 55-49. Southern Wells beat Union City, 63-34. Tuesday night, boys basketball was Parkway over Adams Central, 77-70. Winchester over South Adams, the game we had, 37-39. Southern Wells beat uh, Westdale, 59-50. And, uh, of course, we had the um, swimming sectional, too, and we've got a coach here that we can talk to about that. And, uh, Rex, why don't you talk a little bit real quick about the, uh, the, the wrestling state meet this past weekend. Um, the two South Adams wrestlers uh, got taken out Friday night. Uh, Wyatt Miller wrestled the eventual state champion and uh, got beat. Uh, match was not really close. Um, Isaiah Bumgarner wrestled a pretty close match with the young man that finished second. Um, so he, he had a pretty good showing. Uh, neither one advanced through Friday night, so they didn't place top eight. Uh, the both both the Belmont wrestlers, uh, John Rubel wrestled the eventual champion. would beat 9-1, nine, nine to one, I think. And uh, Kyle Lawson, uh, we had those guys up here last week, um, wrestled a pretty tough match a kid, against a kid that I think he took fifth. And um, Kyle was behind and caught him on his back and had an opportunity to pin him, couldn't hold him, uh, would have advanced him through and would have t- placed him top eight. Um the two M Central wrestlers wrestled pretty good, close matches. Uh, Logan Mosier got beat, I think, in a one-one-zero match. In his match and uh, um, Shum um, wrestled a pretty close match, and he was defeated by a kid that took fourth, I think, maybe fifth. But uh, they both wrestled well. And then the two area wrestlers that made it through first round Friday night were um, Jay County's uh, Gavin Hare and uh, Mason Winter from Jay County, and they both come back and finished eighth. Um, Gavin Hare did really well to get to that point 
won a close match in the first round. Uh, Mason Winter was wrestling well and got caught and got pinned. And then in his consolation match, um, hurt his knee and had some torn ligaments. So he, he finished the match, but he was, you know, 50%. So he placed eighth. So the closest we had to anybody finishing on the area was eighth place. So. How'd that kid from Norwell do? Um, one, he got beat his first match Friday night, but wrestled really well. It was close. Cade Zadlack. Yes. So. Okay. And, uh, Drew, why don't you talk a little bit about the, uh, swimming sectional? Well, it was won by, uh, Delta kind of going away. They're a really strong team. Um, we ended up sixth and, uh, in South Adams tied with, uh, Muncie Central for seventh. And Adam Central is the best out of the, uh, county te- or two county teams that they went 212 and got fourth they had a really nice swim meet so yeah zach here won two events the 50 and the 100 and uh caleb won the 200 so. and swimming a little different than some of the other sports is in that in that they go directly from sectionals of state yeah um I, I kind of try to explain this when people go well, that seems really quick we actually have two days of sectional so the first day is what we call preliminaries in which everyone that's entered gets to swim and the top 16 advance. The top eight times can move on to the next level. So basically our sectional is Thursday and then we quickly turn around and have our regional which would be Saturday. And then these guys will be going down to what's equivalent to a semi-state. Okay. So and if they qualify in the top eight or top 16 they'll get a swim on Saturday. Okay. So the state runs Friday and Saturday. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, is swimming like other sports? Do you know, uh, I mean, after uh, after the, the sectional, regional kind of level gets done with, do you know who your kids are going to go up against? And Yeah, know? we have the, I've had the heat sheet since Monday. We know where we're swimming, who we're swimming against, where we're ranked. Um, uh, so, yeah, they can, they can know exactly um, who they're going to look across the pool at once. So, and they're, you know, down the lane. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty prepared, and they they know what's going to happen down there. How how do these these two kids' uh, times stack up against the people they're going up against? You want me to tell them the truth? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're in the the first heat. You are in both of them, right? Yeah. And the round robin, um, which is the top twenty four seeds are in the last three heats, and then the fourth heat, the f- which would be the first heat, is where our athletes are. They're not they're not ranked in the top. 24 okay so so they got to go down there and perform really well uh, yeah we're gonna have to have some big swims i mean th- like zach has a good i mean the 50 anything can happen he goes down there and hits a wall and and uh and finishes really hard he can sneak in pretty quickly and the 100 might be a little more of a challenge yeah. um but uh zach or i'm sorry uh caleb is going to have to drop another five or six seconds wow. from School record. <laughs> yeah, from he's already ahead of the school record by three and a half seconds. You know, the one that he already set. So <laughs> to drop that much might be a little bit to ask, but you know, we're we're going down hopeful, and um, we might have a big swim. You know, and mm-hmm. stranger things have happened. You never know till you do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hand the mic over to Rex, and Rex, you can talk to the two guys going down. Once you hand the mic next to to you, and uh, Zach, once you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us who your parents are. Um, I'm Zach Colpert. My parents are Chris and Andrea Colpert. And what all events do you swim? Um, like in a normal meet or down at state? In a normal meet. I know that, like in track meets, they run multiple events. What do you? What all do you swim? 
Um, so I usually swim the 1500 freeze and then I swim the anchor leg of either the 200 free relay, 400 free relay or medley, whichever the coach is going to stack that night. Well, you, uh, what grade are you in? Senior. You're a senior. Um, what do you feel are some of your biggest moments in sport, be it in swimming or any other sports you prevent that you've competed in? Um, probably winning ACAC in both my events this year and saying my, breaking my own records because over Christmas break I hurt my knee and didn't know if I'd be able to swim the rest of the season but I was able to come back and win okay now now the tough question um, we asked we asked a little girl on the cross-country team an embarrassment she said she pees her pants every time she runs now you guys could and nobody know, but is there any embarrassing <laughs> moments that happened to you in sports, be it in swimming or any other sport? Um, probably the most embarrassing moment is being knocked out by my own teammate last year in soccer and getting a concussion. See, so just turned around and kicked the ball, trying to kick it back to our goalkeeper, and I was just behind him and took it right in the head and knocked me out cold. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's an embarrassing moment. Why don't you pass the mic down to the two Belmont guys? Okay, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who your parents are? Uh, I'm Caleb McCarty, and my mom is Sarah Cray, and my dad is Brian McCarty. And you are a, a junior. Ju- junior, okay. How long have you been swimming? Um, about five years. What what uh, what got you into the sport in the first place? Well, my mom was just making me do a whole <laughs> bunch of sports and. She wanted you to. Was one of them. Oh, she wanted you to pick something that you hopefully would like. It was either baseball or swimming, and I didn't want to do baseball. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often we get that answer. My parents want me to do this. You know, wanted me to do this, and sometimes it's yeah. I'd rather be sitting home in front of the TV, but no, my mom and dad want me to get up out of the house. You know, so anyway. So what's your what's your most uh, what's your most crowning achievement that you've had as a swimmer? Um, well, it was getting, uh, the 200 record over school. Now, I understand, uh, uh, it, was that the record that you beat, uh, what you, that you set first and then you beat in the sectionals? Yeah. Was that the one? Okay. Okay. So what was your best time in that event? Um, 146.59. Five nine. Okay. I got on my Twitter feed from Dale if you want to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) How many what how many different events do you swim in a normal week? Um I do two individuals and two relays, which is usually the the both freestyle relays. Okay. And uh as a junior we should we should have asked uh him this question, uh and we will. Uh have you, have you looked ahead out of school? What what kind of plans you got from when you graduate? Well, I plan on going to college, but I don't know. Don't where. know where, or when, and that kind of thing. Well, yeah. that's you've still got a little time to, little time to choose. Okay, hand the mic back to him, and we'll ask him what to, what do you got <laughs> going on here after after high school? Um, so I think that I'm gonna probably end up going to Wabash College and swimming for them which they're D3, but they're really competitive, and they're coming off one of their best seasons. So it's going to be good to go into that. Yeah, that's a that's a school that a lot of kids over the years from around here have gone to. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, well let's let's uh, let's let's pick our odd odd guy out here that you brought as a buffer and handy. Uh, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who your parents are? Some hard. I'll ask him some hard questions. Number one, I'm gonna, you're going to say who your father is, but I can guess is your father under six foot tall? <laughs> uh, yes, he is. Okay, and his your parents are. All right, so uh, I'm Davis Maki, and my parents are Mike and Laura oh, Maki. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. And did, and he didn't make you go out for golf, right? You're not on a golf team. Um, he might have liked me to, but same time as soccer, right? Uh, actually, no. Golf and soccer. Oh, it's only that's girls soccer. I'm sorry, Mac. Girls soccer, but no, uh, girls golf and soccer. Okay. So, uh, what what events do you swim, Davis? Uh, well, I swam the hundred freestyle and the hundred back, and then I'd also be in the uh, one of the other three relays or two of them. My bad. Now, are there are there nights that the coach decides, hey, I'm going to make you swim some something different and and have you swim in another event? I mean, uh, I know they, like in track, they say, uh, tonight you're going to do this, and tonight you're going to – does they mix it up for once in a while? Most definitely. Um, coach likes to uh, throw in some curveballs whenever we have a meet that isn't particularly competitive for us. So I swam pretty much any event on the board. Now, I know you're a soccer player. Are there any other sports besides swimming and soccer that you do? Um, well, not not really – uh, <laughs> frisbee golf. I, I'd have to not. say <laughs> frisbee golf. I'd have to say no, but I did grow up, you know, playing t-ball at Monmouth and trying everything out, golfing. Okay, what what's some of your uh, most uh, treasured moments in sports, and then follow that up with the most embarrassing moment in sport? <laughs> well, um, I'm not really big for. Uh, or I don't have any, like, spotlight moments, you know, but I've always treasured the atmosphere that sports have been able to give me. You know, I've made many great friendships and um, had a great time doing it, so. Did you like your soccer goalie two years ago? Uh, Manny? Yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty yeah. good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Okay. He, he'd broadcast for WZBD Sports. He's our youngest broadcaster for the for the time being, but uh, good for him. Yeah, we were actually going to do a soccer game if uh, the uh, what was yeah. it? The girls made it. Yeah, if girls would have made it, we were going to broadcast a soccer game. But uh, go ahead. Um, I know you're you're an underclassman. What kind of plans do you have for the future? Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't really have a perfect answer for this question, but I do want to you know go to college for possibly like a law or something else. I don't really have any sports plans for that though. Maybe some intramurals, but well, uh, your coach can attest, and I can attest with with four kids, my fourth kids in college right now. It's never too early to start planning for college because mm-hmm. when you get to the end of the school year and you walk down the aisle and they give you that diploma and you go, "Wow, I probably should have thought about college here." These are things that you should have planned. And I mean, your coach, I mean, there's lots of small schools. I mean, he's talking about Wabash Division Three. You've got uh, you've got a swimmer at uh, Wal- at Manchester this year. Mm-hmm. Cole Kelly swim at Manchester. My my son sees him around Manchester all the time, and it's like, I mean, there are small schools. There are opportunities to go. I wrestled division uh, junior college up in Michigan, and, and there's a lot of junior college applications different different places. But uh, never think that you're not at the level to be an you know, athlete in college because it's amazing how many scholarships there really are out there. I can't tell you how many basketball games we've been to where there have been 
college scouts in the in the stands. We were at a ball game, a girls ball game someplace one time and neither of the girls teams were very good, but there was a guy there from a small school in southern Indiana. He was looking to replace their entire team. They, they all they had was seniors. And uh I mean, so they were looking they were looking for warm bodies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it happens. So, yeah, it's not a bad idea. What uh, uh, ask all of you this? What what do you like best about swimming? What does swimming provide you that that brings you back? And and you know, yes, yes. <laughs> so so, what do you like about swimming? What you know? What what got you into it? And then what brings you back? <laughs> well. <laughs> So I've I've been swimming for a very long time. So at this point, it's kind of just a part of my identity. I'd have to say I can't really see myself uh, skipping out on a swim season. It, I'd I think I'd feel a little empty. But um, originally, you know, I got into swimming because you know trying all the different sports and uh, if I'm being honest, you know, lose a little weight. So yeah. But <laughs> definitely the friends I make and the the, the competition itself brings me back. Bob, I only swim to prevent drowning. There you go. Let's pass. Caleb, I know you've reached a pretty high level. Um, are there any goals you have yet this year you hope to achieve? I know you're um, going to state meet this week. Well, I'm going to try and swim faster at state, which I I, I believe in myself I can do that. Now, you broke a record. The first time you broke this year was very old. I know when Doug Hake said it, how how many? 84? So that that record stood a long time. So do you have some pride in knowing that you broke a record that was 20-plus years old? Yeah, it felt nice. <laughs> so that means that you're you're at a level that you're better than people for the last 20 years before it was set. So, I mean, that's something to feel confident about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you like about swimming the long practice hours is that what you really yeah, like practicing is is pretty fun with all the teammates he's weird <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go ahead and pass the microphone to the question i have and and uh, you know basically for all three of you has has your coach ever put you in an event that you really didn't like you know, like like something five hundred meters or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, that seems to me that there there are a couple of sports like that. They can do it in track and so forth too. But sometimes you just get put in the things that you just, you know, you'd rather stay home in bed that day. Um. So my first ever high school meet was at Adam Central, and our coach decided to put me into the five hundred, which I'd never ever swam a distance event before, and I got started really well and was ahead by quite a decent amount in the first hundred and then I realized if I did really good I'd be stuck swimming it <laughs> and so then I mean I died because I was a sprinter and always have been but I also didn't really push myself all the way to the limit because I didn't want to be stuck being a distant swimmer for all these years <laughs> oh. so so what are the things that you really enjoy about swimming um, well, I've just been swimming for so many years and a lot of my friendships have come through swimming. Like at South Adams, I swam with a lot of the kids at the summer club and through middle school just for, I mean, since we were all like four or five. And so we've all like formed 
almost like a family with each other. And so I just love that. And also I love just competitiveness and it was either swimming or basketball and I'm really bad at basketball. <laughs> Why don't you hand a mic to coach Norby here? Um, you know, a lot of people talk about how hard their sports are. You know, everybody thinks that their sports are pretty hard. Wrestlers think that wrestling's a pretty tough sport. But being a wrestler, I can attest, I think swimming could be possibly one of the hardest, most grueling sports, right up there with cross-country or distance running. I mean, tell us like a, a normal practice that they, these guys go through. And I know that there's times in practice in the morning, practice after school. What kind of normal routine do you put guys through during a normal practice? Well... We usually swim, and this is probably the low end, in a day, two and a half, three miles of swimming. And a lot of what these guys can all jump in and swim 5,000 yards without blinking. And it's, that's easy. You know, they could, and I said, swim 5,000, they could do it. Now what we do is we break it down, and then we make them swim it harder, then easier, and then harder, and goal times. And um, so they're given you know, 100%, 30% of the practice, which um, which is, you know, physically demanding. And it's hard on your shoulders with, you know, uh, with that uh, repetitive motion. And um, the really difficult thing about swimming is, and then when it gets this, it's, very, it's a very solitary sport. There, There's no one to talk to because when you barely can catch your breath and you got to go on the next set and you got to go, you don't get to talk to anybody. You know, you're in your head for two and a half hours and you're pushing yourself as hard as you can for that two and a half hours. Um, it can get pretty grueling, especially when you're doing two days and, you know, in the middle of January, everyone hates everybody because we're pissed off. Me too. Pissed off, upset, angry, tired. And um, it, it, it can get pretty grinding, but yeah, it's, it's difficult. I know that like football players that go from football into wrestling really have a problem to get in shape. Football, you may run some wind sprints and stuff beginning of the season, but when you do a football game, you blast and have 10, 15 seconds of a play. You have a huddle. You kind of break. Going six minutes hard in a wrestling match really changed the whole endurance. Do you have kids that come from one sport that go into swimming and have to change that whole um, endurance level? Oh, yeah, even – well, we can talk about Cole Kelly from last year. He was a, a one of the cross country swimmers or runners, and cross country, cross -country swimmer. swimmer. Yeah, and the, I actually need to talk to him about that because NCAA is just starting triathlons as an event, which he'd be excellent yeah. at. But um, he, he would have to. It took him two or three weeks to get into swimming shape, but he was in excellent running shape. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with you know he, Caleb ran cross country and Davis in track and. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, I'm sorry. So they both soccer. Track? Mm, yeah, two soccer players. in a. So they're in great shape coming in. It's just a different shape. We use oxygen differently when we're swimming, and the availability of oxygen is much less. You use it to keep from drowning. Yes. Well, you. Yeah. some of them don't. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> some of them don't. They they like to try to breathe the water, which always makes for interesting days. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but, yeah, it's a different energy system they're using, so when they – you know, they can be in great shape for their sports in the fall. They come to swim, and they have to totally get in, in in different shape. What kind of calories do you think they'll burn in a normal practice? And do you see their, their calorie intake go way up when swimming season starts, opposed to wrestlers whose calorie intake goes way, way down? down. Um, 
I we usually tell our athletes that they have to at, at minimum of three thousand calories a day, um, and that's if they're just doing the afternoon practices. I know that Caleb's mother has complained that he about eats her out of house and home during season. Um, you know, they talk about Michael Phelps would be do ten thousand calories in the morning before before big before big uh, meets. You know, he wouldn't do that through the whole meet because that'd be too much. But he would carb load. You know, he'd do ten thousand calories, and it would be just normal. So yeah, they're burning probably double what you're supposed to eat in a day in calories. So that sounds pretty intense. <laughs> can be. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we, I, we don't get rid of it, you know, as, as well. But uh, one of our things before sectional to prepare for it is we we do a carbo purge, which that weekend before sectional they're not they don't eat any carbs or sugars or and for three days, and they hate it. Oh, hate <laughs> they absolutely hate it. They they think it's the worst thing to ever happen to them. Yes. And, but then we load it up, and they get all excited and hyper, and yeah. So that's the plan. And they're easy to deal with in school, and they sleep well. Yeah, I understand that. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more right after this. As a local, local auto owner's independent agency, we are dedicated to assisting you in your time of need. We live and work right in your community, and we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fortunately, emergencies don't happen every day. But when they do, we're here to personally see you through for life, home, car, and business insurance. Call us, your local independent auto owner's agent, today. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Grayburn Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur. Angels really can be a familiar face, a kind word, or a caring hug. Carol came to Adams Memorial for a life-saving mammogram. The bad news was cancer. The good news was a choir of angels. Past students from AC she knew friends and neighbors that work at Adams Memorial Hospital who care and comfort. Carol understands that at Adams Memorial, it's not just our job, it's our compassion. Adams Memorial Hospital, we image, we discover. Do you remember last winter? Why would I want to? Cold, snow, unpredictable utility bills. Exactly, unpredictable utility bills and shortages. What are you getting at? I'm talking about the real-world advantages of a quality Hitzer coal-burning stove. Where can I learn more? Online at Hitzer.com or stop by the showroom, 269 East Main Street in Bern. Be energy independent with a new handcrafted Hitzer stove. Model trains one of the nation's favorite hobbies for all ages. For all your needs, rely on Whistle Stop Hobbies and Crafts, 9205 North 2nd Street, Decatur. Trains, pine cars, rockets, model kits, and diorama supplies, they're all at this well-stocked one-stop hobby shop. You'll also find DMC embroidery floss, CK products, and cake, cookie, and candy supplies. Stop today at Whistle Stop, 905 North 2nd Street, Indicator. Welcome back to Hitcher Shows High School Sports Weekly. We've got uh, the two swimmers, uh, one from Belmont, one from South Adams, going down the state this week. And uh, uh, you know, one question I always like to ask, and we'll ask all of you, but we'll start with you, Coach. Uh, what was the what is the weirdest thing? I'm, I'm into weird things, so tell me the weirdest thing you've ever seen happen in a in a practice or a swim meet. Wow. Wow. I mean, the weirdest thing. It's probably the scariest thing. It's not you guys. 
But um, at sectional and people that follow Belmont or any county swimming is going to know this, where a, a diver dove out of the pool. Ooh. Not joking. He actually hit the starting block. And so, yeah, yeah that, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I've, I've been coached for 20 years. That's the weirdest thing. Okay. It was also the scariest thing I've ever <laughs> seen at a swimming. So it was pretty weird. How about the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a swim meet? Mm. I feel like you've probably seen some weird things. Everybody has. But what is the weirdest thing that you've ever seen at a swim meet? Um, probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen is we had a foreign exchange student from Japan a few years ago, and it was his first meet, and after the meet, he just stripped right down and changed right on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my uh, when my when my kids were young, we were out in, I, I think it was Kansas or Nebraska, someplace out west, and they'd had a lot of rain, and the reservoirs were all flooded. And uh, we we pulled into this one into like a, a park area to to uh, fix some lunch or something, and the, this carload of uh, German tourists come in, and the women men all got out and stripped down and got in the water. I mean, yeah, right. You know, there's my little kids waving at them, and <laughs> yeah, so you do see some. Yes, <laughs> let's go to the two Belmont swimmers. Go ahead. Um, the weirdest thing I've seen was. Um, this, this is kind of tough. <laughs> oh, it was this, uh, thing that we had at, um, a relay meet called the reindeer relay where people had reindeer, antle uh, reindeer antlers on, uh, their heads and then they had a jingle a bell oh. above water <laughs> Oh, okay. while swimming. <laughs> So they had antlers on their heads while they were in the pool. Yeah, like well, like the headbands, they have stuff. Well, hand it over to uh, Mr. Mocky and uh, so what's the weirdest thing you've seen? Well, I think it's pretty hard to uh, top Zach's story. That's pretty good, but um, uh, strangest thing actually happened this year at girls sectional, um. We had a diver cut her foot or something like that, and then immediately after, some some parent or uh, somebody in the audience fainted, got like too hot, pretty bad. So I was, you know, I wasn't in the uh, the pool area at the time, but they wouldn't let us in because they had a medical emergency. So, it, yeah, it was it. From what I heard, it looked pretty bad now i'm gonna ask the coaches i i think one of the um strangest things a, a good friend of mine is a swing official joe brown mm -hmm. and a few years ago belmont girls team set a record or won a big meet and in their excitement one of the girls jumped into the pool <laughs> and she is a former belmont swimmer and the official had to disqualify them from the race. Have you, have you seen that more than once, or is that just one of the biggest things that you've seen lately? Well, unfortunately, we're not the only school at our sectional that's done that. Norwell's done it once, too. Yeah, we, we won, broke the broke the school record, uh, won the race, going away. 
I think we won it by like three seconds, which that's a lot in our sport. And, uh, yeah, one of the girls jumped in, and Jill had to disqualify us. She was pretty upset about it. More upset than front of you. <laughs> well, I, I saw it happen, and I just walked back to the team area, and <laughs> I didn't throw anything or yell. I just walked back to the team area because, you know, yeah, uh, it was pretty Clint sad. Clint Anderson coaches the South Adams cross-country team, and they had that happen one day. Their first five runners held hands as they crossed the line. And they determined it was, the, you know, they were aiding it, each other. So they were all disqualified. But the, the, the funny thing was they also, they entered a bunch of people in this meet. And their next five runners finished, I think maybe four of the five finished in, you know, in order. So they won it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they all got, <laughs> they all got disqualified. Yeah, that's, that's, there's uh, some strange rules. Yeah, there are. In some, everything, so. You get to keep the record. <clears throat> The, the record they set the record. Do you get to keep the record when you're disqualified? From well, since I do the record board, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sucker's up there, believe me. Yeah. Actually, they broke it the next year, but we di- didn't win. We broke the record again. We didn't win the uh, didn't win the meet or the race though. So. So uh, I don't I don't remember if I asked you this earlier, but uh, how uh, I, I know you guys have taken some uh, swimmers to state before, but. How exciting is it to go down there? You know, I've, I've been to the state wrestling meet. I've been to state basketball finals, and and the level of excitement is always there. And I, I've got one more question to ask you because been wrestling meets and used to wrestle. Uh, the wrestling fans are pretty rabid, but I think swimming fans are even more so. Well, yeah, especially down at this meet, it'll be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's a totally different atmosphere. It's well, it's so big, and we're. In our programs, we have small pools, and we're walking into it. It's at um, IUPUI in Indianapolis. So, you know, there are Olympians on the wall. You're walking. They had some trials there a few years ago. Yeah. I think for the last Olympics. Yeah, they've had trials there several times, Pan Am Games. So you're walking the same places as, you know, like Greg Luganis for diving or um, Phelps and... Gosh, there's more, and I can't remember them. Well, I don't want to say Lochte because he drives me crazy. But, you know, these, you're walking the same place, and it's so loud and so big that it just kind of – it's difficult to get around a pool when you're at a small meet. This one, there's you can't get close to the pool because there's hundreds of people around the pool. And um, so it's it's a little bit uh, – it's just a totally different atmosphere than, any, than we're used to. I guess I forgot the second part of the question. Oh, I was just talking about how rabid the fans are in swimming. Oh. That really surprised me. I covered a couple of swimming meets years ago. Yeah. And that really, the level of noise. And, you know, I, I, I kind of noticed when I swim that I can't hear anything because the water's in my ears. But uh, it, it seemed like to me a lot of that yelling and so forth might be kind of useless. <laughs> I don't think it's useless, guys. You like to be yelled at, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you can hear it. Well, yeah. can, can you hear it sometimes? Okay. And you can actually, I think you can feel it. Yeah. When it's yeah. a fast, close race, kids get, they know it because they can kind of feel the excitement as they're going down the pool. Because there's like a, it's like a, a symphony when it crescendos, when it gets close, it gets louder and louder and louder and louder. And when we go down to the state meet, it's going to be like that from the beginning. You know, the first race, everyone's going to be screaming their heads off. And it goes on for the whole time. It's it's loud and it's fun. It's they are they dress up. They have like, most of the swimmers are worried won't have hair. Um, 
and all the swimmers in the stands won't have hair or they'll have it dyed or they'll have it cut funny and um (laughs) they'll be painted up and it's 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 trip down there sounds interesting let's take another break and we'll come back with rex in the preview right after this since 1980 we have been your screen printing professionals hi this is greg kitson from mind's eye graphics at 1019 commerce drive indicator we take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments if you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated we can do it schools organizations business apparel and more your design or custom design if you can see it in your mind's eye we can print it did a monkey pick your pocket and steal your keys did a boneless scare you and run off with your keys did a ghost spook you and cause you to drop your keys down a sewer grate did the national guard run over your keys with a tank If any of this happened to you, or if you just need some lock work done, a safe combination changed, or some keys made, then call Bob's Locksmith Shop. That's Bob's Locksmith Shop at 724-3359, Adams County's only full-time locksmith. Do you know all of the services provided at Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza? We fill propane grill tanks, test pool water, custom mix paint, cut keys, ship UPS packages, cut glass and plexiglass, We rent tents, tables, and chairs. We rent trenchers, a skid loader, tractor, stump grinder, sod cutter, and so many more items. Hardware, plumbing, electrical, or paint. Let Decatur Hardware and Rental make your project much easier to complete. Decatur Hardware and Rental and the Decatur Plaza. Family owned in the same location since 1972. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. It's your Sports High School Weekly. And in the upcoming week, on Friday, February 23rd, we have boys basketball. It's AC at Lakewood Park, Jay County at Belmont, Southwood at Bluffton, Norwell at Homestead, South Adams at Eastbrook, Union City, maybe, at Randolph Southern, Union City, Union County, uh, uh, just as you see. It's probably Union City, isn't it? Where are we at here? Union. Oh, that's in the... Uh, yeah, Union City. That's at Randolph Southern. Tuesday, February 27th, it's the IHSAA sectional at Westdale. It'll be Anderson Prep versus Cowan and Daleville versus Southern Wells. In the 2A sectional at South Adams, it will be AC versus Bluffton, Cherubusco versus Eastside. In the 3A sectional, it'll be at Norwell. That will be Belmont versus Marion and Miss Cinewa versus Heritage. And those are boys' sectional basketball games, and that is the sports upcoming for this week. And we are our game of the week this week, this Friday night, since we did one last night, uh, will be uh, Jay County at Belmont. So hopefully Belmont will pick up a win. And uh, we'll move on into our From the Archives, uh, Whistle Stop From the Archives. And, uh, you know, we talked a a little bit about uh, Jerry Hoover taking over at uh, Blackford as as an 83-year-old. And... uh, there was a fellow named Ed Kirstner. He graduated from Montpelier, and he actually coached at Southern Wells and Belmont, or Southern Wells and Bluffton, excuse me. But he is the all-time winningest coach 
Coached 48 years, all-time winning as coach in Florida. He has 783 uh, high school basketball wins in Florida and a couple of state championships. And uh, he won, I think, 115 games uh, between Southern Wells and Bluffton. Um, we were talking uh, that state wrestling finals. Rex Peckinpah from Newcastle. Um, he has 900 career victories as wow. a coach, and he's second in the nation. Um, there was a uh, – what was his name? There was a Peckinpah from, from that area that coached um, – I think McCutcheon, Coach Basketball McCutcheon for years and years and years, and uh, probably a, a relative. Of is he tall? He's tall Cause, and red Because Rex is about 6'6". Yeah, this guy's about 6'6", six, six too. So. Rex wrestled for Purdue, I think, okay. heavyweight. So I think I think this Peck and Paul might have been from maybe Shenandoah or someplace mm. down in there. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, for our point after, we, we, we usually ask the uh, – uh, this question of coaches whose sports aren't uh, into classes, but uh, let's t- let's talk to Mr. Norby here and ask him his thoughts on that. <laughs> you guys do this to me every time we. Come I, I know we ask you the same question, so you yeah. ought to have a good answer. And the IHSAA now. keeps listening to me. Obviously, <laughs> um, we've had this discussion lately. Um, now well, you have schools like Carmel and Homestead, where you know they they've got enough people that they can they're they're dedicated to a single sport. And, and, you know, I, I don't know how many years in a row that uh, Carmel's won state championships. So there is advantages to be being a large school. Yeah. And, unfortunately, with our sport, it also helps to have larger coffers. Yes. Um, uh, I think <laughs> that we should – I mean, it is difficult to go against schools that are ten times your size, which – you guys are about 500, right? Well, probably more than that. Probably close to like 380 now. So, you know, Carmel has got 4,000 yeah, kids. They have, they have this next year, I think their junior class is the smallest yeah, class. It's like yeah, it's the mm. smallest junior class they've had there ever. Yeah, it's it's absolutely computer, a competitive disadvantage to be from a small school. And the IHSA, from the grapevine, I've never talked to one of the IHSA people, um, that they say that if there's individual advancement then you don't need to have classes because those individuals can advance on their own merit but unfortunately when we have to scrape by to get you know the basic equipment i was just at hampton southeastern yesterday with for diving regional and um, they have every single piece of equipment that you possibly could want on a on a pool deck which you know, I got zero of those, and I'm sure that South Adams doesn't have much more than we do. We and have our own timing equipment for the school. We have to use our summer swim clubs. Yeah, I don't know if anyone heard that. They have the, so they only have their timing equipment, and they have. And Hamilton Southeastern had two sets and four, two scoreboards, and it's it's just totally different atmosphere. So yes, I believe that we should, in all sports, go to to class i think it's going to make each class much more competitive in every sport well then then again i i don't know if it's uh, it hasn't turned out that way in basketball because you still have certain schools that dominate and you've got certain smaller schools now that dominate and you, you know there's other things thrown in the mix, mix with the uh, uh, schools that, that obviously recruit mm-hmm. you know yes well and that's part of why that happens. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's part of why that happens, but it it would uh, uh my feeling is if if classes are good for one sport then, then they're good for all sports. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I just know that um, at the state level, which although these guys are, are are great swimmers, especially in this area, I mean some of the the county had some really fast kids this year, which is great. Um, if you were to go down to the state meet and ask everyone um, if they swam year-round and how much money they spent on swimming, um, it would be they would spend thousands a year, and they would all do it. So, you know, smaller schools can't afford as much of that kind of activity as, as the bigger schools because, I mean, these guys both play soccer, so that means they're off a season. You know, Caleb ran a little cross country, so he was off a season from swimming. And because we have so few kids, you know, they're expected to be on other teams because we're a small school. So it's hardly fair to make them compete the same against guys that are doing it all the time, and that's all they do. Well, you look you look at Olympic swimmers. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, they they, they don't do anything else. And and there there are high schools that that's what they're they're they've got swimmers they've got wrestlers they've got basketball players they've got football players that's all they do they don't mm-hmm. you know you don't see i, I know at south adams there's several and and belmont both there's several two and three sport athletes mm-hmm. so you know and and we talked earlier about how the training and the the uh, uh endurance for one is different than 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 another mm-hmm. and uh those kids don't have to worry about that you know they 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 train for their sport mm-hmm. so yeah and that's just because they, I mean, not just because, but it's because they have more kids to choose from. Yes. They can be competitive. I mean, I look at my athletes, and I actually encourage them to do other sports. You have to the, in a school that size. I know the school needs it. And plus, it's good for them. I mean, if you were only swimming year-round, your shoulders would hurt, just like if you only wrestled. Your knees would hurt, and your, your shoulders would get bad from all that. And, and they're bad when you get older. And if you yeah. play <laughs> play soccer, you'll be like these guys and not right in the head <laughs> from hitting their head so much but you know there's that time away is good for the sport and when you're going at the top level of some of these sports they don't ever take time away so we we were told originally when, when way back when they went to class sports in the late 90s that uh, uh basically the sports like wrestling and swimming and cross country the sports that they kept as you know one class uh, the reason was they were individual sports, but on the other hand, they keep a score. And at the end of the day, they report that Belmont beat so-and-so this much. I don't care what the sport is, or South Adams beat so-and-so this much. I don't care what the sport is. You're still giving a team score. Yeah, I'm not sure. These guys, and I'm sure Zach, when he comes up to swim us, they're not coming up to lose the meet. No. Even if he has a great meet and they lose, he's not going to be happy about it. I mean, you can take that. Depends on the yeah. I mean, if it's like Delta, then you know you aren't gonna have a chance. Mm-hmm. So you just go and try to swim your best individually. But most meets, you try to go in and win. Yeah, I mean, we use it as a training tool. We know when, unlike wrestling, where or basketball, where you can have something strange happen and somebody weaker beats somebody stronger. In swimming, it's not quite like that. If you're a one if you're a, a minute flat guy or in the 100 freestyle and you're a 50 guy, you know, 50 seconds, the 50 guy is going to win. Yeah. And we and I we go I go into meets and go this is going to be a four-point meet. I mean, and and those get our those get us going competitively. 
But like Zach said, if you go, you know, there's me. So we went to, and I'm going, we're going to get beat by 50 points. Let's just try to swim fast. So, and that's, we start focusing on individual times then. You know, cross country is very similar to swimming. And like you say, you can only run so fast. And Randy Heisner and and, uh, Carl Roche will do that. They'll, before they roll up, they'll have the score pretty much in their head. Unless a guy loses a shoe or falls down or a girl gets lost in the woods or something, they pretty much know who's going to win and who's going to finish. I mean, you may have somebody step up and run one or two places higher, have a really good race, or your good person may not feel as good and drop back a few. But for the most part, they're, they're running and they're counting their head, and they know, they know they've either won, oh, we won by two points, mm-hmm. and they know. Oh, absolutely. I, it, yeah, because yeah, you walk in, you go, that has to go this way, this has to go this way, and if it doesn't, you know, and, yeah, I'm sure that uh, ran, they do as much paperwork as I do. They figure it all out. I know they do. <laughs> yeah, so that's what... Do you guys have, besides, uh, you know, and I realize full well that your home pool is probably your favorite pool, but is there a place that you really like to go swim? Um, for me, it would have to be Jay County School because, I mean, I swim club there for a lot of the year, and so I'm really comfortable in that pool and used to it. So I think, especially this year at sectional, that really helped me. Cause, I mean, I didn't have the best, like, races technically. Like, I had rough turns and starts and just stroke overall but i was still able to pull it out because i was so comfortable with the pool where other as other kids weren't do you use uh uh cameras or anything else to help you you know when uh you know you, so so you, you you swim good but you know there's still correction to be made here on a turn or correction to be made here uh, do you use anything like that or do you rely on what your coach tells you um I went down to IU Swim Camp this summer, and they, like, videoed me underwater. They had special equipment for that. But, I mean, maybe not, like, Carmel they can do that stuff, but around here, as the coach said, we just can't afford that type of stuff. Um, But mostly you know in your head, and then you can, like, watch videos and stuff of it and then have other kids watch you and, like, tell you what they see. So that's the way at least, like, I've been able to improve my turn. How about you? Is there is there a place beside your your home pool that you really like to swim? Um, I like swimming at really big meets. Like I always do great at sectionals and conference. I always have big times and swims there. <laughs> How about Mister Maki over there? Is there a place you like to swim at? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with Zach. Um, Jay County has a very nice facility, and, um, you know, this might be a strange um, thing to take into consideration if you're not a swimmer, but uh, unlike the conference pool that we swim at, Norwell, you know, Jay tastes nice, which <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange, but if you ask any swimmer that swims at Norwell for conference, they'll tell you. And that's not that's nothing against Norwell, but... I'm sorry. The, yes, the pool it tastes not very nice. It's, I mean, I couldn't describe it. You'll have to go there and try it for yourself. Well, you know, the other thing too to take in consideration all these, all the, all of the pools are getting some age on them now. I mean, the the mm-hmm. schools have been around, and you know, it might be the the chemicals are not mixing well. Uh, you know, with the the piping and so the equipment and so forth. I mean, I I can understand that. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. I can see that. So. 
Yeah, yeah. We've got a few minutes left here. You guys want to do some shout-outs? Anybody you want to tell hi to? Yeah, go ahead. All right, well, um, give the uh, good old shout-out to my folks, Mom and Dad, for, uh, you know, before I could get my license and drive, putting up with me and taking me all to all the places I wanted to be and go. Another shout-out to our head coach, Drew, and our assistant coaches, Coach Cooch and Coach Crookerberg. They're all three a very great help and inspiration to all of us, and um, I know our program wouldn't be the same without them. Okay. Jacob, go ahead. Uh, all right. Um, um, well, I'd like to shout out to my mom for supporting me throughout the season, getting me stuff for uh, swimming, like equipment, and also... Is it true that you eat, or ha- you eat or out of house and home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, barely nothing left by the weekend. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Um. Well, I, I, I want to shout out to my grandma for is she Is grandma. she one of those grandmas that come to every meet and... Support you? Mm, yeah, yeah. Kind okay. Of. <laughs> we, we've had girls shout out to their dogs because they said they like their dog better than their brothers and sisters. So. Um, my dogs are just as equally annoying as my brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can get rid of the dogs, but your brother and sister are a little bit more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, comedy night up here tonight. Yeah. So I'd have to say my family, first of all, uh, they've been really supportive for years and they're the ones that forced me to swim all those years ago. Um, my friends, of course, I mean, I have a lot of friends through swimming and then just friends that have always been at my meets and stuff support me and I've just really been able to grow close with. We we got a minute or so here left, but, uh, tell me really quick, uh, it, it's, do the South Adams swim meets, do they draw, you know, several people? Um, mostly, the meet that really draws the most is Jay County, because Jay County has always historically been a rival. And so that's like our biggest meet of the year, and it's usually very loud in there. Um, but outside of that meet, I mean, you have a few students and stuff, but mostly it's parents. Okay. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for coming down and, and taking time out of your busy schedules. Good luck on Saturday, or on Friday, I guess. Yeah, Friday, uh, actually. But uh, good luck, and hope you hope you get a swim on Saturday. So, once again, I'd like to thank you. And, uh, Drew, thank you again. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back uh, Friday night with a ball game, and next Wednesday night, back on Hitcher Stowe. So, we'll see you then.